What's up, everyone? It's the Love the Jam the podcast. I'm Shapan, coming to you as always with Rob. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing okay. I'm recovering from a, a cold. Nothing serious. Just you know, irritating as colds are, especially when you're working and don't want to get anybody else in the office sick. So. Um, yeah, you know, it's it was I, I don't know. It was like kind of a cold allergy hybrid. I'm not sure. It was nothing serious. Um, but just yeah, irritating. Um yeah. and uh that's basically it. It's been a very low key couple of weeks for me. Good, yeah. I mean, I've been I got sick when? Sometime earlier. <laughs> uh sometime in the winter. It's been terrible. The flu has been everywhere. Uh, in Iowa, I've diagnosed like so many people with the flu. It's been a really, really bad flu season. Um, but yeah, I, I think I had a, a version of it um, sometime in December or so, but I got over. I missed, I missed a day of work because of it. I almost never missed work. And next month is going to be miserable. I'll be studying for boards, which I'm taking at the beginning of April, and I'm doing our inpatient month, which is our worst month. So it's going to be a terrible time. In fact, I'm probably not going to be doing a pod again until after that terrible, terrible time. Cause it's going to be bad. So if you miss me on the next few pods, just remember that I am miserable. So yeah, still watching games though. <laughs> uh, speaking of making people miserable, the Los Angeles Clippers just blew out the Denver nuggets yesterday. 132, 103. We're recording this pod on a Saturday. And what was arguably their best game of the season, uh, one of their most complete games of the season. Nobody played more than 25 minutes. Paul George looked like Paul George again uh, for the first time in, in a little bit of time, offensively at least. Kawhi Leonard uh, had a pretty pedestrian 19 points. Um, really just good performances throughout. Marcus Morris Sr. Um, didn't shoot particularly well, but he wasn't too much of a detriment aside from some of his annoying mid-range shots. Pat Beverly had zero points, but was still Pat Beverly. Uh, Trez and Lou played well. Reggie Jackson has looked fantastic, um, like really good. I think we might as well just start with him. Um, the Reggie Jackson exper- experience, experiments too, has been really good so far. What do you think about Reggie Jackson, Rob? Uh, he's been better than I expected. Um I was not against the signing. I didn't hate it. Um, I mean, I also wasn't raving about it. I I still, in the grand scheme of things, I still don't think he's really going to matter one way or another. Um, You know, in the playoffs, I just don't know how many minutes he's going to get when things get tight. But he's been very good so far. Um, He's, you know, helped them win a couple games. Again, they probably would have won those games without him. But um, he's helped which is good. And considering they got him for free, it's a good thing. Um, You know, I've liked his energy. I've liked his defense. He's hit outside shots. He's moved the ball. Um, Having him has allowed Lou to move off ball, which has been good. Um, And also, you know, just not watching Jerome Robinson or Terrence Mann or um, Rodney Magruder out there has been, has been good. Um, You know, I I still like Terrence Mann, but um, to not be playing, minutes for this team that's trying to win a championship and uh jerome and and rodney magruder were both very bad this year rodney magruder just i I just don't know what happened with him um a solid nba player the past years just has not been good this year um but hopefully you know even if it's just in garbage time he can pick up a little bit of rhythm down the stretch of the season and can be you know called upon just even for spot minutes in playoff games but right now um, you know, Jackson's a huge upgrade over those guys, and it shows. I mean, that's really it. Jackson is taking Magruder's minutes, and whatever was Jerome Robinson's minutes, he's not taking away from really, you know, Lou or Bev. Obviously, Bev can't play every minute, especially with his injuries. Uh, so he's not really taking away particularly from our main guys. He does take away from some touches from Lou, and Lou is a good creator, but I think this is going to be good for him. Um, I was into the signing. I was I was not like insanely excited about it, but we've needed a backup point guard, somebody who can handle the ball and create a little bit for quite some time, and that's what Reggie Jackson can do. And when he's locked in, you know he can um, he can defend at a decent pace, and he's shot well this year. I think that he's a lot of the things that we could use. Obviously, he won't be closing games, so that's not going to be 
a thing, but unless you're the Lakers and just have, you know, dog shit uh, depth after LeBron and Anthony Davis, you're not really going to pick up a midseason guy who's going to close a game for you in the playoffs. So I wasn't expecting to get somebody like that unless we just like stumbled into Tristan Thompson or something very, very, very fortuitous like that. So I was happy with the signing and I've been happy with how he's been so far. I understand the idea that he's a ball stopper, but um, he's played well. He's moved the ball really well. And he's been in a role for a contending team before where he was a, where he was a six man type or a bench player. So I'm just hoping he's been humbled a bit in Detroit and can revert back to that. He said nothing but good things so far and seems like he's been, you know, a team player. And he had, I mean, he had 10, eight and seven in, in like 19 minutes yesterday, which is very impressive. So, uh, and I feel like it kind of, takes a lot of the burden off of Shamit and uh, to handle the ball. He can just be back to being a sniper and, and doing some secondary ball handling off of, you know, catches instead of having to bring the ball up and kind of take away from his game. Uh, that and he puts Lou off ball. I think he just kind of rejiggers the rotation a little bit. And the second unit was like struggling a bit. And I, and I, I think this has been a very refreshing, whether or not it works, you know, the whole way, I don't know, but I really do like this pickup. Um, a lot. So I'm hoping that it continues to pay dividends and Rodney Magruder doesn't see any time on the court unless it's just complete garbage time. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still not, I don't know. I don't think he'll continue playing this good forever. Uh, of course. <laughs> you know, that won't happen, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's been good. I mean, even if this is literally all he does, it's still a little bit of positive signing. Um, you know, I do worry that, if he continues to play well now, he could get too many minutes when games do matter and when I think they should be going more to other players, um, you know, getting a bit too long of a leash. But if he continues to play like this, then, I mean, he'll deserve minutes. So, yeah, I mean, it's been good so far. I'm, I'm waiting for the worm to turn a little bit because, you know, I'm pessimistic. We're, we're Eeyores. You know, this yeah, is what we do. For um, sure. But, uh, yeah, he's been good so far, and he's actually been kind of fun to watch, which is – even more surprising to me than him being good because uh, I have never liked watching Reggie Jackson play basketball. Me neither. Um, but in this low stakes, you know, ninth, tenth man role, he's been he's been good and he's he's been a good fit and enjoyable. So hopefully that keeps up. I'm not super confident it will, but um, yeah, it's it's been a good it's been a good few games. I've especially not liked watching Reggie Jackson in certain game fives in Oklahoma City. That is never going to be forgotten in my mind because it was clearly off of him. It was clearly off of him, Tony Brothers. I hope you're listening. Um, that would be funny if Tony Brothers was listening. <laughs> just retires after hearing this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was a great game. Any thoughts about this game in general? I mean, I mean, uh, Paul George looked really good. Yeah. Um, I think that's worth talking about a little bit. Looked very fluid and just in control and look like Paul George of old. What do you think about Paul George playing last night? Uh, yeah, he looked good. I mean, I've never been super down on Paul George this year. I mean, there have been Clippers fans who've been freaking out about him. Um, you know, I think, I think some people have overrated him. You know, I think when he was tearing it up early, there were some comments about him being better than Kawhi, which is crazy. Um, (laughs) there are some people who thought he'd be like a top five player this year. I just don't think he's quite that good. He's like a fringe top 10 guy for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, I think what was most promising about that wasn't necessarily the hot shooting, which I mean, he's not going to hit 75% of his threes on high volume going forward. It was how he was playing and just kind of the role he was in, which (coughs) he was playing a little more off ball he wasn't trying to create his own shot as much right right Um, right. he can do that and it'll be valuable in the playoffs to have him because he's so tall and he can get a shot off against anybody he does have you know decent handles for a guy that big but it's really not his best forte he's a really good guy coming off screens and doing catch and shoot um that's where he's best at shooting um and it means he doesn't really have to create as much or play make as much he's not a particularly good passer um and yeah i just thought it was playing much more to his strengths i also thought his defense looked better than it had most of the years so far um he looked really locked in he was moving his feet well um yeah it was it was promising again it wasn't anything out of this world like i don't think 
it was anything I wasn't really expecting, but it was still good to see because he has struggled the past few weeks. Um, and yeah, I mean, the shooting won't keep up, but I hope his kind of fit within the offense does. And I hope he keeps playing that well defensively because if he does, this team is to be very, very good on that end. Kawhi Leonard's stats don't particularly pop, but uh, he has been guarding uh, the best player essentially on the other team quite a bit since the All-Star game and starting out on that. Jamal Murray uh, was fairly quiet. Um, he's also uh, defended in the last few games in, uh, against the game against Phoenix. He guarded Booker. In Memphis, he guarded Morant. Uh, how do you feel about, about Kawhi? Kawhi just uh, putting the clamps, uh, clamp Leonard. <laughs> um. I mean, no, I think his defense, I mean, it's become a big talking point. But, like, I think I've been saying for at least a month or two now, his defense has been better Mm -hmm. than it has been in the regular season anyway in in years. Um, Spurs, peak Spurs probably. Yeah, not just – I'd say even better than his last Spurs season. Man. um, Even his last healthy Spurs season. I'd say since the year before that, maybe like 2015-16, I'd say maybe. Was Um, that when he was defensive player of the year? I think it was he was fifteen and sixteen, or maybe it was fourteen and fifteen. I was a check. Um, but it was it was a few years ago, and I don't think he's really been quite at that level since. I mean, he's still very good, and in the playoffs last year, he was also very good. But he looks great on that end. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought he played well. He really helped get the Clippers off to a good start. He was getting a lot of buckets early, kind of as Paul George heated up, and then Lou Williams as well. He kind of faded a little bit, but that was fine. Uh, his defense was great. He got some nice rebounds. He made a couple good passes. Very happy with his play. Um, really, since that one bad stretch he had kind of in November when he just wasn't moving very well. Outside of that, I mean, he's been, you know, a top three player in the NBA this year. Um, but really, you can't ask for anything more. Um, again, I, I hold to my stance that Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Hey, whatever. <laughs> At this point, there's probably no convincing me otherwise. Yeah, sure. Um, but Kawhi is, is the second best player in the NBA. Um, and yeah, I mean, even on kind of an off night for him, he's still extremely good. Uh, and having that kind of presence in player is something the Clippers might never have had. I mean, I think Blake and Chris Paul, um, as good as Chris Paul was, um, there were nights when he was bad. He was, he was bad. Uh, even on nights when Kawhi's shot isn't falling and he's not playing great, just the defense and rebounding and stuff is enough to make him good. I think he just has kind of like a higher floor than Chris Paul did, I guess, even though I think Chris Paul's ceiling is <coughs> a bit underrated. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's he's been he's been great. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in Clipper history, and I love Chris Paul. I think Pete Chris Paul is incredible. As much as I love Chris, like, it's just hard to depend on him to just – stay healthy it's he's he's just he's also an old school player i don't think he would ever want to do load management and it's a big deal for him to have an 82 year season uh which he had in the in the after right before he broke his hand against the blazers for us which was incredible and he's awesome but it's just hard and i know he's doing this new plant-based diet and it's awesome just like uh like novak Djokovic has been doing but um it's just i get nervous with chris in a physical playoff series of holding up. And I probably should get nervous about Kawhi too, but Kawhi is just so big and physical and can get his shots. And you don't need to worry about what kind of defender you can put on, uh, on Kawhi. Cause he just bullies his way through them or, or gets by them with Chris. If you put Kawhi on Chris, like I'd be nervous, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's a uh, long defenders who are strong and can move their feet of, have not shut down Chris Paul, but, are are uh, can't can slow him down. Kawhi Leonard has actually had some really nice uh, defensive highlights guarding Chris Paul. A, a steal with uh, in less than a minute to go in a game in LA kind of jumps to mind too. Um, Kawhi Kawhi is the best player I think that the Clippers have ever had. You can debate with Chris Paul. I absolutely would listen, but I think Kawhi's ceiling and his ability in crunch time um, is incredible. So I'm, uh, I'm very excited about that. And we can talk about this Denver game a bit. Is there any, I don't know if there's much more to talk about. The Clippers were just fantastic and looked really good throughout. Denver did not look particularly good outside of Jokic um, and Barton. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we, we discussed this, I think earlier in the year when the Clippers lost to the Nuggets and I'm just, I'm not that scared of the Nuggets. I don't think the Clippers are particularly scared of the Nuggets and I think that's important. Like, 
you know, going into a series and not particularly fearing the opponent, I guess, you know, that can come back and bite you. Um, but I just, I don't see the matchups there. Like, Jokic is great, and the Clippers don't really have anybody. I mean, I thought Zoo played him pretty well, um, but he's not a guy who's going to shut down Jokic. Um, but the Nuggets just don't have matchups for Kawhi and Paul George. Like, right, right. Jeremy Grant is their best option, and, like, I like Jeremy Grant. He's pretty good. He is not stopping either of those guys, maybe slowing them down, and they have nobody else on their roster who can guard the other one. Yeah, they're um, very they're very unintimidating today. I mean, Jokic is just going to be a problem. Um, yeah, Jokic is great. Like if if it was a series, Jokic would probably win them a game or two because he's that good. He's he's better than Paul George. Um, which yeah. I don't, maybe that'll make people upset. I don't know. I think he's better he, than he Paul is. George. He um, is. He's extremely good. Uh, <laughs> and there will be a game or two where he goes like thirty, you know, fifteen and 30, ten or something, yeah. Yeah. and it's just going to be outrageous. Um, but they just don't have enough else. Like, you know, when you look at their roster, Jamal Murray has stagnated really badly. Um, Gary Harris has gotten way worse. And Michael Porter Jr., I like the promise. Like, the scoring is is good. Um, but he, there's no way he can play defense against Kawhi or Paul George or really almost anybody on the Clippers roster. Um and the rest of their guys are just, they're decent. You know, Will Barton's good. Um, Mason Plumlee's a solid backup center, but they're just not particularly intimidating. They're a great regular season team. They'll be good at home in the playoffs because of the altitude. They have a good home crowd. And Jokic is, you know, one of the seven or eight best players in the NBA probably. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I would not be particularly worried about them in a playoff series, which is why it's so important that the Clippers maintain that two or three seed because if they can land the Nuggets in the second round, um, that would be great instead of the Rockets, who yeah. are very scary. And we, I think you have a couple of Twitter questions about them. But um, yeah. The Rockets are scary. And the Rockets have played the Clippers well this year. I mean, the Nuggets have to. We split the season series so far, just like we have done. I think, I think the Rockets are up maybe 2-1 against us uh, in our season series. But uh, I, am, I am kind of concerned about them more so than the Nuggets. Um, the game before this was kind of a ho-hum win in Phoenix. Uh, Kelly Oubre didn't play. The team just kind of beat a team that is not as good as them, um, even though they did lose in Phoenix, I want to say, on the third game of the season. But Devin Booker was off, was 5-19. and Part of that was Kawhi. Part of that was just Booker. Um, and Aiton was huge, 25-17. Uh, and 17. But really, that was all they really got. And uh, the Clippers kind of were comfortably up this whole game. Uh, Marcus Morris had 18 points. Um, I don't really have too much to say. Another nice Reggie Jackson game, too. Yeah. This was just kind of... Very nondescript victory. Yeah, the Suns are not good. Um, The talk about them making the playoffs earlier in the season uh, was always ridiculous. Um, It's going to be the Pelicans, right? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've been competitive. They've definitely taken – right compared step, to how bad step. they've been the past few years, I mean, they've taken a real step forward. Like, they're definitely. competitive. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Baines falling off kind of doomed them. <laughs> he, was, he was playing in like an all-star the first 15 Yo, games Baines, of the season. Yo, Baines, come to the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, buyout Baines. Buyout um, Baines. <laughs> hashtag buyout Baines. Yeah, hashtag buyout Baines. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that was a very – I honestly barely even remember that win. I mean, I think I might have gone to sleep at <laughs> at halftime, which maybe is why I don't remember. Yeesh. Um, or maybe even earlier. I don't. I really don't. I don't <laughs> even remember the much game. <laughs> of the Suns game. But yeah, I mean, it was like it's another team where actually no, I do remember Michael Bridges is good. Um, and he is actually, good. He's done a decent job on Kawhi. Um, Better than most other players in the NBA. Honestly, he's a, he's a pretty good Kawhi matchup. Um, and Aiden is is very good. I mean, it was still a huge mistake to take him over Doncic. Yeah. Uh, but he's good. He's a very good prospect. He's going to be a very good NBA player. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was a solid victory. Like, on the road against a team that's bad but not awful, is that's a good win. Man, somebody invest in uh, in Michael Bridges. That 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 guy is going to be like a nice three and D type player. I have him on my um, fantasy team. 
Nice. You do? (laughs) Is he good? Is he good at stats? He is because he gets a ton of steals and blocks. Oh, boy. I got to look up his stats a little bit. But yeah, uh, he's a nice player. I feel like he's one of those players that rots away at a bad team and then, and then somebody smart picks him up and then he's just a, a key cog to like uh, a contender. He's a, he's a really nice player. Um, and yeah, so I think he'd be good. He's 34% from three. He does, he does pick up some steals, some steals and blocks. Anyways, yeah. he's a nice player. Uh, kudos to Phoenix for kind of making a move up, but they're not quite there. And uh, they still have some room to go before they make the playoffs. The Phoenix game was a coming out. Uh, the Phoenix game. The Memphis game was a coming out party. One twenty four ninety seven. Healthy squad. Um, really beat the hell out of a wounded Memphis Grizzlies team yeah. that just lost Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, John Morant was uh, was seven to thirteen, uh, sixteen points, but really was limited. Um, didn't look quite his dynamic self. And really, the they were just bad. The Grizzlies were not particularly good. And uh, they got it back for after they blew out the Clippers not that long ago in L.A. And what was kind of their coming out game was like 140, 114 or something along those lines. And the Clippers gave it back. The Clippers played well. Everybody um, really the Clippers played well, but it wasn't like a great game. Uh, Kawhi had a nice stat line and had Trez did whatever he wanted. But I didn't really feel like they were particularly they really just started really well. And they just rode that the rest of the game. I, 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 I've seen, I've seen this. I watched this game, and I thought it was a good start. But it really wasn't like they just what was a great forty-eight minutes. What do you think about this game, up? Oh, this is a game. Actually, I was sick. This was the night I actually felt shitty. This is <laughs> like you know the first night of your cold when you have like a fever right. and a sore throat and like are chilly. That was mm-hmm. me. That was Monday night. I think I watched half of the first quarter. (laughs) I watched very little and then I went to sleep. I did see most of the rest of it at various points. Um, (laughs) It was a really good win. I mean, their, their defense was fantastic. A part of it was also just the Grizzlies without, they didn't have jaw and they didn't have Jaron Jackson and they didn't have Brandon Clark, right? Were they down all three of those guys? No, they had jaw. Jaw played. They did have jaw. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even still, without Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark, that's two of the four best players on their it's team. True. It's true. Um, Man, Brandon I mean, Clark. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not like they're great even with those guys. I mean, they're good. They've been a good team most of the year, but they're not great. And when you miss two of your four best players, I mean, it wasn't a great win. I mean, it's still good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the defense was really encouraging. The defense um, was locked in, for sure. It was absolutely locked in. Um, it was great to see Pat Beverly and Paul George back on the court and looking healthy. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good win. I don't think there's particularly much to take away from it. Um, because again, locking up that Grizzlies team doesn't really say that much to me. Um, but it was still good. I mean, you know, after losing three games in a row, getting that win was much needed. Um, and getting those guys healthy and back on the court was, is way more important even. Um, and they have looked healthy over those three games. You know, Paul George maybe hasn't been that great outside of, you know, yesterday's game, but he's looked healthy. And Pat Beverly has been fantastic. He has um, been great. Yeah. Been really, really, really good. And, yeah, I mean, it was a good win. It got them back on track. And, you know, I don't, I don't have too much else to say. I just – it was it was good. All wins are good. Yeah, I watched the end of the Kings game because it, they kind of brought me back and and uh, from the Reggie Jackson three, I watched that game, which is a poor choice uh, because they got worked from that moment on and uh, they lost another game to the Kings, six losses at home this season and two of them have been to the Sacramento Kings. Um, this was a bad game. Uh, this is bad. They, I don't even know what much to say. I really mostly box watched this game. Um, and then watch the end of it, and it just seemed like the Clippers couldn't hit bucket. It was tough. I don't, yeah, I don't, did you watch this game, Rob? I miss. I didn't miss the beginning of it. Saturday, the Kings game. Uh, you know, I actually missed the Kings game as well. Yeah. I've <laughs> <laughs> By the way, guys, we generally watch Clipper games. Like we're pretty yeah. big Clipper fans. This has been a tough time. Yeah. Uh, but, no, but, um, yeah. I mean, I I did watch. So usually when I say I don't watch a game, it means I don't watch it live. Didn't watch it live, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so, like, again, like, I ended up watching all of the Phoenix game, and I watched most of the Memphis game, though. I mean, I didn't bother with, like, the fourth quarter because it was, like, a 40-point blowout. Right. Um, the Kings game, I was actually out. I was at – that's a very Midwest thing. It's called Beer Fest. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, I was there with some friends, so I did not watch the Kings game. I was uh, drinking adult beverages. Um and uh, once I saw that they lost at home to the Kings, I didn't bother rewatching. I checked the box score a few times. Um, I actually, I think I was watching it on my phone at one point, but you know, it was just for a few minutes here or there. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like I tweeted, I think yesterday, maybe um, the Clippers had did have Kawhi Leonard, and you know, they have Lou Williams, they had Montrezl Harrell, but I think it's really hard to understate how much not having your second best player and probably your fourth or fifth best player and maybe second most important player in Pat Beverly, like that's a lot for teams to handle. Like even if you have Kawhi and a decent supporting cast, not having Paul George and Patrick Beverly is really going to hurt. And the Kings game was also coming off a long break. Those games are always really tough. You never know what's going to happen the first game off of, you know, nine days of being away. Um, again, I don't want to write these losses off because it was a bad loss. Um, you know, losing to a not very good Kings game team. I mean, they've been better recently, but still, you know, not great at home is not good. But there were some other factors and – it's just it's, it's hard for me to take much away from games when they don't have two of their starting players. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, Bev is – I think we're 7-9 and nine without him. Bev is undoubtedly, undoubtedly very important to this team, this team's makeup. And I think we are realizing this more and more um, as we go along. He's just a very important cog to this team. The team just doesn't look quite itself especially in these elite games when he's not playing. Um, the game before this, uh, I don't think there's much to say about the, that Kings game. Really, most of these losses, particularly this Boston game, where I think the team just played well. They didn't have George uh, for most of this game. And um, they still played really well, and they almost won this game. Um, but they didn't. That Shamit three was, like, awesome to tie this game after Lou Williams got robbed of a continuation. yeah. yeah. Which looked like a two, I think. Uh, I think if they would have reviewed it, it probably would have been a two. That Lou Williams continuation? Yeah. I don't really care about that continuation. I, sure. I don't think... <laughs> I do. It was frustrating, but I legitimately don't think most players would get that call. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, do I think it's a basket? Yeah, but I, I don't. I just I don't think they would call that. I don't think it was like a weird bias thing. It's... It's whatever. Um, that was a really, really fun game, though, even though the Clippers it was. lost. It was. That was one of the most fun games they've played all season, I'd say. Um, I thought it was honestly very impressive how well they played against a really good Celtics team on the road um, right before a long break, most of the game without Paul George and without Pat Beverly. Um, I thought it was a really impressive game, honestly. Um, like, yeah, it would have been great if they'd won. But um, yeah, it was it was good. It was a lot of fun. Jason Tatum was phenomenal. Um, you know, Lou Williams scored a lot um, and did a lot of Lou Williams stuff, especially late in the game. Um, but the Celtics are really good, and they also match up really well with the Clippers. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was – I really just enjoyed it. And, you know, a lot of Clippers games I get upset or I get very, you know – I'm like, why are they doing this? You know, what is Doc doing? What are the players doing? Like, why is this happening? And then, you know, whatever. That game, I was really able to just enjoy it, which is, you know, kind of unusual. Um, but it, it happened, and it was it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it was a fun game. Um, it was fun. <laughs> I don't really have too much to say about it. Um, I think that... It was kind of frustrating that we kind of lost this game after we had opportunities to win it. But at the same time, I was surprised that we were that we were there and that we had an opportunity to win this game, especially uh, some of those overtimes. So this was a fun game. 
Um, I felt like we were running on fumes too, and they had more in reserve. The Celtics are good. Um, they're very much like the Clippers in many ways with their wings and between Hayward and particularly Tatum and Brown. Brown didn't play this game. But uh, they have a lot of Clipper tendencies. They don't really have an established one center. They kind of go by committee. Um, I love Tatum's game. Tatum, uh, he reminds me a lot of George. And um, it's, fun to, it's fun to watch him. He's got a lot of fire. Uh, and he's getting better and better. I'm glad he's making a leap because uh, he's a nice player. I always thought that uh, there was always those comparisons between him and Ingram last year uh, because of the availability for Davis. And Ingram is undoubt- undoubtedly really good. He showed himself so much uh, this season, but I still would take um, – I think I'd still take Tatum over him. Tatum is much, much better. Yeah, so I, I – The difference I is defensively. Ingram is exactly. not – yeah. Not good defensively. Tatum is extremely good defensively. Um, yeah. Huge difference there. And he's, yeah, he's he's much better. Um, yeah, and then that brings us to the Sixers game, which is relevant because the Clippers play the Sixers. On the other hand, it's not relevant because Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons played in that game. Um, and they're not going to play tomorrow. Um, that was another game, you know, the Sixers haven't been – They've been kind of disappointing this year, but they've still been good. And they've been, like, they're what, like 28-2 and two at home or something? Like, they're almost unbeatable at home. And um, Joel Embiid is a matchup nightmare for the Clippers. He has been for years. And he was in that game. And, uh, you know, they lost. that. It was another game where, you know, on Twitter, people get upset every time the Clippers lose. And it's just like some of these games, you're on the road in Philly, like, other good teams have lost there. Other good teams will continue to lose there. You know. Yeah, the Sixers have barely lost a home, they barely lost a home game all year. Yeah, they're a good team. They love playing at home. Um, Simmons is good. He's a really good defender. Um, really physical. Simmons is a really good player. Um, I think that gets lost a lot. Really great two way player. And um, this was a fun game. I mean, there was a, the Morris scuffle at the end and all the hype around. Oh, he's a forester. He's a tough guy. Whatever. It was pretty stupid. I think we. Te- I think I texted you and Lucas when it happened because it was just like, oh, the, the narrative is so obvious. It's just so stupid. I think Markeith Morris got into a scuffle today in the Laker game. <laughs> yeah, he just- did with like Dylan Brooks or something. These I guys think. are so ridiculous. Like, uh- yeah, I, I really don't like that. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I still am am lukewarm about Marcus Morris senior but whatever as long as he buys in and doesn't like push people for no reason then i'm fine with it um the cleveland game was a blowout that was morris's first game um i think we might have talked about it we might not have but really it was just the clippers blowing out oh we did talk about it because i remember calling it a scrimmage a couple of times and talking about how poorly fit that that quad was with each other sexton uh and garland in particular so we did talk about that last pod um that was a that was a blowout against a one of the worst teams in recent memory. <laughs> so um, that covers the games we've missed. We haven't been around on the pod for a bit. Um, we'll get back to more more regular pods. I mean, I'm not going to next month. But after that, after I take my boards, I'm going to be here all the time. Super excited to just talk about the Clippers and playoffs. And gosh, I, I love the Clippers. I'm so excited about this team. It's just going to be a really tough month next month. And I'll still watch them. I'm still going to be pretty plugged in. Um, but I might not be potting as much. Rob will probably have some guest hosts and doing this thing. I think we can get to Twitter questions, Rob. Yeah, so um, we have a few here. <coughs> Let me drag them up. Sorry for all the coughs. Um, you know, just it just shows your, it just shows you're tough and your grit. Yeah, gritty. Um, yeah. Enforcer. From, <laughs> from KSM at Mo Monzi. Thoughts on the last roster? Roster spot, any potential buyouts that fit? I don't really think they need anybody else. I mean, again, if they had to, I think it would be a center just because they really only have two. Um, but at this point, I don't think anybody they sign will play in a rotation. So um, did, did Kim Noah rupture his Achilles? Well, I thought I saw something a day or two ago. There was a quote from some podcast that the Clippers still had some interest in him. So I, I really have no idea. If they would bring in anybody, I would still like it to be him just because he's such a great fit with the team. Yeah. Like as a personality and attitude-wise. 
Um, but I really don't think they need anybody, and that would just be more of a um, an injury in case of injury, which is fine. So I'd say a center. Um, potential buyouts. I don't know who else is really that available. Um, a couple people were bought out today. I'm trying to think of who they were. It was like Alan Crabb and Anthony Yeesh. Tolliver. What a career Alan Crabb's had. Anthony Tolliver is not a center, really small ball guy. I'd be, um, I wouldn't <laughs> be opposed to Anthony Tolliver. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, not really a center, but like could kind of play there. More of like a Patrick Patterson, Jamichael Green backup. Right. Um, and the Clippers do already have a bunch of power forwards. So, uh, you know, maybe him, like a little small for center, but he's played it in the past. Um, I'm still would be in on Noah. Yeah. Any, any, any Udo news? Like bring back the book club? Honestly, yeah. uh, let me look that up. Uh, I would love to bring over Ekpe Udo. Yeah, also, Michigan guy. Uh, also, he's, he's currently still playing in uh, in China, but I'm cool. sure he'll get let out or whatever. Though with the coronavirus, maybe not. I honestly have no idea how. That <laughs> oh no, works. no! The coronavirus might be playing a major role in this Clipper championship bid. The coronavirus is terrible. It's it's been hit in some states in the U.S. Hit Italy really bad. I, I'm not going to get into too much detail because I've been nerding out with it uh, medically. But yeah, stay safe if you're traveling overseas. Don't travel overseas. Don't go to China. Don't go to Italy. Like, just stay home. Um, Doctor's orders. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I mean, that's really my thoughts. I mean, I don't think they really need anybody. Just a third center, I guess. Because after Trez and Zoo, I, I guess Jamichael Green, but you can't play him there too much. And then after that, it's what, like, Marcus Morris at center? Yeesh. Patrick Patterson? Mm. Um like, it's not going to be Fiondu, Cabin Gelly, or Jonathan Motley. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd say that would be it, but I don't, I don't think they really need that, that last spot. Yeah, same. Okay. Aussie clip fan at fan underscore clip. I feel like a lot of clip fans see the Lakers in the way of getting to the finals, but I'm a little more concerned about getting through the Rockets in the playoffs. What's your take on that? Also, let's say we make it to the finals and face the Bucks. What is the key in that matchup? Lots of questions going on there. Um, Good questions. I think the Lakers are still the biggest roadblock in getting to the Western Conference Finals. Um, they've been the best team in the West all season. It hasn't really been that close. Um, they have the two other best players in the Western Conference in Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I mean, I guess you could argue Harden being better than Davis. I'd listen to that argument. <laughs> um, and the way Westbrook has been playing, I mean, you could maybe argue he's been better than Davis, too. I don't know about that. But, I mean, he's been great over the past couple months. Um, and they've been really good. And, like, their style of play is kind of scary because it's unique. Um, you know, Robert Covington's been a huge addition. I'm I'm probably – they're definitely the second scariest team in the West to me. Um, it's Lakers and then a gap and then the Rockets. And then I'd say a pretty huge gap. I'm really not that concerned. I was – Kind of concerned about the Jazz at times, but they don't look very good. Um, and unless Mike Conley really turned things turns things around, um, I, I just they don't have the firepower to hang with the Clippers. Um, I love the Thunder, but they would not beat the Clippers in a playoff series. Um, the, not the Mavs, and we already discussed the Nuggets. So yeah, I mean, I think the Rockets would be worrying. Like I'd prefer not to play the Rockets. Um, but I'd, I'd still be more concerned about the Lakers. And then as for the Bucks, the key in that matchup, I don't even know. Um, the Bucks are, like, one of the best teams of all time. <laughs> like, they're, they're, like, what, like 50-8, and 51-8 eight, eight or something? I mean, they're, good. they're, <laughs> they're extremely good. Um, the key in that matchup would probably be slowing down Giannis. Yeah, um... I think this question is maybe better placed with the idea of who would we, who are you most scared of to maybe face in the second round? Um, and it is the Rockets. I am concerned about the Rockets. Westbrook is playing really well. They've done a really good job, not just catering to Harden over these past few years, but figuring out a way to unlock Westbrook. He looks great. Um, they've beaten us already a couple times this year, and including a Kawhi Paul George team in LA. So. They're concerning just because Russ is not afraid of 
blasting by anybody on this roster. And as good of wings we have with George and Kawhi, you know, I think Russ will still get to the rim. And uh, if he's just putting his head down, not taking threes and heading to the basket, like that's terrifying. And uh, he's real good. They've found a good way to spread the floor. Um, I wonder how Zubat will deal with a team like that. Probably not well. <laughs> so it's uh, they they are just enough of a curveball to make you nervous. And of course, they have James Harden, who's who's a offensive savant, and he's still fantastic. So um, Robert Covington's been a really great addi- addition for them. They're they're uh, they're a curveball. They won in Boston today uh, against a pretty hot Celtics team. So they're clearly. Um, kind of a, a force to be reckoned with. So I'm hoping they can stay in that four or five and the Thunder maybe and them can beat each other up and uh, we don't need to face them in that second um in the second round series. And it kind of works to our to our uh, advantage being a second seed or a third seed because uh, I find the Rockets very dangerous. Kind of interested in seeing how they do against the Lakers even if that second round matchup sticks because they mm-hmm. won in LA not that long ago. So uh, would be would be interesting. I, I am definitely concerned about them. I'm wondering where they're going to finish out West even since the Nuggets – You'd imagine the Nuggets are going to stick to three. Uh, they're just a really good regular season team. But, you know, the West isn't completely set yet. So we'll see how that goes. I definitely think that it's worth being worried about the Rockets. They have two of the best players in the league's, league, and they're both playing very, very well. So I would not be um, unafraid of them for certain. And the Bucks are the Bucks. Uh, I am concerned about the Brooke Lopez matchup. Uh, because he's burned us before, Splash Mountain. Not that he's been uh, shooting that great from three, but he's just a smart player. He's a heady player. People forget that what a smart post player he is, too. When he started out in the league, that was his bread and butter. He was like a 20 and twenty and 10 type of guy, maybe more like 20 and 8, but uh, and a really good defensive presence down low. Uh, I feel like I would be concerned about how we're going to match up with him because I think he could bully Trez and not mostly not not even just that, but I feel like his three-point shooting, he can catch fire. He's caught fire against us in the past. I'm kind of worried about that matchup. Obviously, Giannis is the biggest concern, but if you had to talk to me about a secondary matchup, uh, I would have some concern how we're going to match up with Brooke because he's the kind of guy that can hit some big shots down the stretch and swing a game. So uh, I I, uh, I do have some concerns about who's going to guard him and how especially somebody like Trez uh, – with his defensive instincts would, would keep Brooke Lopez in mind down the stretch of a big game in the finals. But I don't want to get too ahead of myself as far as ignoring the rest of the West. But I do think the Bucks will be a tough matchup um, definitely in the finals if they do get there when we get there. Yeah. Um, next question from Jonathan Evans at John Evans 57. Thoughts on Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson so far? Uh, Reggie Jackson's been good, as as we kind of discussed. Um, again, I don't think he'll really keep it up, but he's been he's been very good. Um, Marcus Morris has been underwhelming, as I thought Marcus Morris would be. Um, he does take a lot of threes. He hasn't been making them. Um, even taking them does help. Like him taking five a game and making them at thirty one percent, and he'll oh, that number will go up um, compared to you know Mo Harkless hitting thirty seven percent, which is he actually did hit 37%, but taking one and a half a game. Um, you know, you'd rather have Marcus Morris, but he's only been scoring 11 points per game. Um, his defense has been fine. It's not great. It's it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been fine. <laughs> like, have you have it, you missed Mo defensively? Just watching Morris, have you noticed defensively a drop at all? Um, I think individually, when you just watch them, yeah. I mean, I think. If the Clippers are healthy, the argument was they don't really need Mo Harkless. If you have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Pat Beverly, right. you really need a Mo Harkless? Like, probably not. Um, so I haven't really noticed it. I mean, he's definitely a much better defender than Marcus Morris, but um, I think there isn't uh, something to be said that it, it was a little duplicative to have him alongside those guys defensively. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really missed it, but I also don't think Morris has really done very much. Um, so he's been whatever. Um, Harkless, Harkless didn't get bought out, did he? He's not going to either. No, 
Thank goodness. Um, Gosh. Um, yeah, him on the Lakers would be – because he would actually help them quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really missed Mo, but it wasn't – for me, it wasn't really about Harkless. It was just I just don't think Marcus Morris is that good. I still yeah. don't really think Marcus Morris is that good. He hasn't really been that good with the Clippers. It's only been six games. He'll need time to adjust and whatnot. And the new starting lineup has only had three games together, and they've been really good. But he hasn't really done all that much with them. So um, the three-point shooting numbers will Im- improve. He'll hit more of them. Um, and as he gets more comfortable, I think he'll take a bit more shots and assert himself a little bit more offensively, uh, whether a good thing or not. But, um, yeah, he's been fine. Reggie Jackson's been very good. Um, and I expect that to reverse. I expect Jackson got worse, and Morris will probably get a little bit better. But you know, they're 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 solid additions. Yeah, I, I like the Reggie Jackson move more than the more than the Marcus Morris move. Funny enough, but just you know, relative to what we give up, not that we gave up that much for Morris. I just not just didn't know how much we really needed him. That kind of guy. I also don't like him, so that that also plays a role in my excitement to watch him every game. But whatever, he's a better offensive player than than uh, Harkless was, and uh, he gives us a little more of a look there. And if he can do just enough defensively, and you know, he seems like he he's a good sturdy defender, like in the posts, and you know, he doesn't have the lateral movement that Mo has, um, and maybe not quite the instincts. But he's a nice post defender. He doesn't really back down. I hate to use that phrase, but he uh, he can take a brunt in the posts, and he's just done well. So. Uh, from that end, I don't like his mid-range shots. Take open threes, that's fine. He clearly is. It will space the floor better than Moen has. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm not too in love with it. Reggie Jackson, I think, is well with the Clippers need as far as a backup point guard. I'm happy to have him. I'm, I'm also expecting he's not going to be this torrid. But uh, I think having an extra ball handler like him will do. Will have like a snowball effect on the rest of the team where Shamit will be more of his natural place. Lou can conserve his energy a little bit more and uh, just a nice piece, especially to have if we get any injuries. He's a nice player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for my guy, uh, Joseph Nardone, I think that's how you pronounce your last name. If, if not, I apologize. But uh, his question is, how awesome do you feel whenever we DM? Uh, pretty good. Always nice. good to get a always good to get a friendly DM. Um, yeah, I'm chatting a little bit about just random stuff. So shout out to you. Thanks for the question. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it feels good. Feels good to chat. Uh, my DMs are open. Actually, I don't think they are open people. But if I follow you, uh, <laughs> feel free to DM me, and I will Yeesh. probably respond. Very uh, good. And if you really want, if you reply to me and ask for a follow, I'll probably follow you. But uh, yeah, I can't promise that. So no, sorry. No promises. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was a good end to the podcast. No, no, there's one more question. Oh, that was just that, was just that end to that my Yeesh. weird tangent segment. <laughs> um, so last question from Thomas and Kara at Ben Thrifty, um, another buddy on Twitter. Always ask great questions, and this is a particularly good question. So shout out, shouts. Um, how do you rank the Clips rotation in terms of player you most trust in a major playoff series? Oh, you can you can start this one. Kawhi one, right? <laughs> Paul George two, Pat Beverly three, Jamichael Green four, Evita Zubots five. No, uh, Lou Williams five. <laughs> Um, Montrose Harrell six, Evita Zubat seven, Marcus Morris eight. Um, no, I forgot Landry Shamit. God damn it. I need to be looking at a, <laughs> at a yeah, roster. I need to look at the roster. I know. need to look at the roster because I'm just forgetting people. Kawhi one, Paul George two, um, Pat Beverly three, Landry Shamit four, Jamichael Green five, Lou Williams six, Montrose Harrell seven, Evita Zubat eight, Marcus Morris nine. Reggie Jackson, 10. Okay. So I didn't listen to much of what you said on purpose. And just, <laughs> and, and just in general, in my is the general rule I have on this podcast. But let me look at the Clippers roster, and I can also answer that. It's a good question. Uh, Kawhi is obviously number one. But let me see. I want to take a look at the whole roster. 
Okay, so Amir Coffee is number two. Okay, <laughs> so uh, Kawhi is one. Um, Paul George is second. Um, boy, <laughs> it does get yeah. tricky. Lou Williams is third. Interesting. Um, gosh, Patrick Beverly. Okay. Uh, um, oh my, this is tough. Patrick Beverly. Oh my gosh. Oh man, this is harder than I thought it would be. God, for me, it's just a gut thing. Yeah. So, okay. Let me, let me just go with my gut. So Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, I'm going to say Lou. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of a gut thing. And mostly just because I trust the ball in his hands to close games. Patrick Beverly. uh, I'm going to say next, I'm going to say, man, this is surprising to me. Landry Shamit. Yep. Um, after that, I'll say, oh, sure, Marcus Morris. Um, then I'll say Montrez Harrell. No, jo- yeah, Montrez Harrell, Jamichael Green. Um, who do I got left? Zubat. Zubat should probably be higher than this, but I'm saying Zubat just because I don't know him down the stretch. Reggie Jackson. And those are our rotation guys. It's tough. Interesting. That yeah. is tough. I mean, I don't think there's really wrong answers after Kawhi PG. Um, who were your Who were your top five again? Mine was Kawhi PG, Pat, um, Landry, Jamichael Green. Oh boy, all ahead of Lou, huh? The thing is, I, it's interesting. I mean, I take to mean trust in a playoff series. I would take that to mean trust in any single playoff series. Sure. And I think there are playoff series where I just don't know. It's also not just about the player, but how Doc will use the player. And there are series where I would – Lou Williams should play minutes in every single Clippers playoff series. There are playoff series where he should not play 30 minutes a game. I do not necessarily think the Clippers coaching staff will make that decision. Right, and that's right. why I have him lower. I think he's absolutely big, a better player than Jamichael Green. I think a, a big a big reason I have Jamichael so low is for that same reason because I don't think Doc I don't think Doc is going to play him over you know despite the Warrior series like I don't think Doc is going to play him over Trez like you know convincingly. So you Otherwise, think the other way you think he's going to be underutilized. So therefore, I think, yeah, I feel like I think Jamichael is going to be underutilized, and I have him kind of lower. I would probably rather play Jamichael. In in like down the stretch over even Trez honestly just because of how much he gives two way but I don't think we're gonna get that I don't think we're gonna get enough of that. That's fair. I mean, yeah. I mean, the reason why I had Jamichael that high is again because two way and even even when he's not necessarily hitting outside shots, he's at least stretching the floor. Yeah, I agree um, with that. And that does help. <laughs> and he's a better defender and rebounder than Marcus Morris. And he's much less likely to take stupid shots, um, which is why I trust him more than Marcus Morris, even though in a vacuum, Marcus Morris is probably a better player, although it's closer than points Twitter would have you think. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I do trust Zoo a fair amount, um, but just, again, there are situations where, like, could he stay on the floor against the Rockets? I have no idea. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. And like I I just took the question to mean every playoff series. Um yeah. Yeah. whereas like I think Jamichael Green is useful every single playoff series. You can play Jamichael Green twenty minutes a game. I, I love Jamichael Green. I wish he yeah. played more. Yeah. yeah, same. Um as for the rest of it, yeah, I mean I'm a noted not Marcus Morris fan. Uh Reggie Jackson I just think is the worst of those players. So I put him last even though he does have a lot of playoff experience. Um, and I, I trust Shan that like, he's not a good defender, but he's not awful. And he was really good in his first taste in the playoffs last year. He seems just very cool and collected. Yeah. Um, and he's not a guy who teams really exploit too much defensively. Sometimes there is, uh, you know, a few teams have done that, but not quite as much as like Lou, um, which is why I had him so high. And then Trez, again, like, it just depends on the series. And, like, I just – I don't trust the coaching staff to limit his minutes. It's the same thing as Lou. 
except he's not as good as Lou, which is why he's a little bit lower. Um, and big man, people always complain about Lou's defense, but point guard defense just doesn't matter as much as it's true as big man's defense, which is why yeah, yeah I just like exactly. You can target Lou a lot, and it's like the other team will score, but I, I just don't think it's that big a deal. Whereas Trez impacts like so many defensive possessions, right? Right. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Um, so I have him low. Um, I probably have Jamichael Green too high, honestly, but I ride for J Mike. Um, and yeah, also we have a that's a really good question, though. It's something that could really we'll be the genesis of a of an article. Yeah, um, for sure. And then we have a late question from Wayman Giveaway. It's kind of late, but it's still bugging me. Why did it take a three-game losing streak and the media writing them off for Clippers to finally take regular season seriously and play Evita Zubox more? Is this team too reliant on external motivation? Could it backfire? I really don't think it had anything to do with external motivation. I think it has yeah. to do with Pat Beverly and Paul George coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think this team does have a tendency to like take things a little easy. But I don't think it has anything to do with externally, and I think it has actually more to do with, like, they are just not um, that intent on winning, like, 70 regular season games. Um, And, you know, there are going to be games that they just don't come out too hard, and it's frustrating and it's irritating to watch, but it'll happen. So I I don't think it's really – I don't necessarily agree with that take. I just think – they got two of their, you know, four or five best players back, and that uh, helps a lot. And we might still have the best regular season in Clipper history, even even with all yep. of that stuff. So I, I agree with that. I mean, I am interested to see how the vibe is in the locker room, particularly with Pat Beverly, who seems like he's been a little less uh, chatty with the media since that uh, since that uh, athletic article went out. And I, I am curious. I haven't been able to be in the locker room since the jazz game um, at the end of the year last year. So I'm curious about that, but I don't think, I think it's just health. I think the team wants to be healthy and I agree with them. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, that's it for questions. Um, We got, yeah, we got, we got some shout outs. Oh uh, yeah. And quickly for the schedule ahead. um, You are probably going to be gone as you've mentioned a couple times. Um, but the Clippers this week play home against Philly tomorrow, ABC, on the road in OKC Tuesday, Ooh. at Houston Thursday on TNT, oh, no. and then next Sunday, home against the Lakers on ABC. Oh, my gosh. That is a brutal schedule. I mean, they should beat the Sixers without Embiid mm-hmm. and Simmons. And that's still a decent team, but they've been bad on the road, and without those guys, I mean, that's a game the Clippers should win. Um, at OKC, at Houston are both really tough games. Um, and then the Lakers are obviously really good, and the Lakers have a home court advantage every single game. So um, I'd say, you know, two and two would be two pretty solid. Um, yeah. Three and one would be great. Four and oh would be phenomenal. Um, I'm not expecting four and oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with two and two. I think they beat Philly and they probably take one of the other three games. Yeah, two and two would be good. That Rockets game. That'd be nice, really nice to win that game for yeah. a multitude of reasons. Hopefully that's the one that we get. Um, the Rockets got a big win today. I was hoping they'd lose this game in Boston, but they won. Uh, and they're 39-20, and 20, so they're just a game back. Um, that's, uh, that's concerning. We don't want – we want to keep them lower down that 4-5, or five, but they've been rolling. So uh, we'll see how that goes. 2-2, two and two, I think it's fair. Um, I think – I almost feel like they'll lose – Oh, it would be great if they could be, win that Rockets game. That kind of seems like the kind of game that the, like, that the Clippers might show up for and they could lose the OKC game. <laughs> um, and the Laker game, I'd almost be semi-surprised if the Clippers won that game just because I think the Lakers have heard enough of this 2-0 and thing and yeah. are going to be locked in. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's, let's get the shout-outs real quick. So, first, it's going to be Luke Eaton. One-time shout-outs. Thank you, everybody, for, for contributing and donating. Uh, Luke Eden, the first. I think he gave me some, some measurements way back when on the Clips Nation site. So 6'3 from the Gold Coast, Australia, Luke Eaton. <laughs> uh, Brent, uh, Derek Yee, Chris Daly, thank you, everybody, for donating our monthly credits. I'm going to run through a lot of these. 
uh, because we didn't get a chance to get through some of them in previous weeks because we haven't been here. Uh, Twisted Rister, of course, always thank you for donating. Tyler Kenny, Travis Higgins, Richard Moon, Jared Brenner, uh, Vincent Yanagita, uh, Carlos Machado, uh, Chris Escara, Daniel uh, Schwertfeger, Charlie Fu, Yagnesh Vadgama, uh, James McIntosh, Niren, uh, Soma Sundaram, uh, Meg Smith, June Park, John's uh, son, Joey Smarkin Barbecue, David Hong and Ronald Pang. A lot of great commenters and people who've contributed to the site in the past just from comments and have literally contributed their money. So thank you so much, everybody, for your contributions. And uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Lobster Jab, the podcast. I'm going to be gone for a little bit. So I'm, I'm bummed out because I'm really excited about this team. But I have a lot of studying to do this month and uh, just a lot of work to do. So I'm not going to be on probably until the, uh, the second weekend of April. And then I'll be back. And then all I'm going to be doing is, is uh, ingesting Clipper basketball and the playoff run and everything. I'm so hyped for this Clipper team. So I'm not going to be on the pod, but I'll be watching all the games and, and listening to the podcast that Rob does. Um, so I'm super, super excited. And thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, and for Rob and Chapon, go Clippers! <laughs>